fifth episode of the Filthy Net Deckers podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Mike, what is the look? <laughs> the giggity <laughs> The giggity <laughs> My claim, I claim, I claim my favorite color is red, but I rank up with life game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Angels are better than bolts. What can I say? I don't know. Am I allowed to say those words, Tony? Uh, you just did. Yeah. Uh, I'm also joined by Tony. Who claims his favorite color combo is Golgari, and yet Nicobolus is his favorite planeswalker? Mm. Is discard better than graveyard shenanigans? To find out the answer to these mysteries, keep listening. 69th episode, huh? Nice. Nice. (laughs) It's hard to believe that we've made it this far. In our second year of doing this, and now we've spent countless hours recording, editing, sharing, planning, and innumerable amount of other things that go <laughs> why would you put innumerable in there especially if i can't say the word <laughs> in my head i can say it like nice and smoothly but apparently mm-hmm. when i'm saying an innumerable amount <laughs> it's hard anyway of other things that go into making this podcast a reality each and every week i really hope that everyone else that's listening to this is enjoying it as much as we enjoy making it Are you telling the jokes or am I? Oh no, no, you're you're doing this one. I'm doing the, all right. Unless you don't, you know my, unless you want me to. Oh no, that's fine. You know, my wife wanted to try sixty nine. What? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just a little too cold, so I told her to keep the thermostat at at least seventy two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this was a joke Tony had written in here. This was not my joke. Uh, do you know the difference between four twenty and sixty nine? This, this is going to be math, isn't it? The difference between 420 and 69 is what? 351? Yes, it is 351. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That, that's, math, that's the math. punchline to that joke. Yep. <sighs> math jokes for the win, you know? <laughs> Nate tells Tony how funny he is and what a great and classic opener he writes every week. Well, no, that's, like when you put that's in parentheses, parentheses so that way you're so that I can. Yeah, I could read it. No, no, parentheses mean <laughs> you, you, you kind of impromptu, just kind of tell the, you know, you just answer. You just say, Tony's so funny. <laughs> he writes such great and classic openers every single week. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to hear platitudes, you know? Just, I know. Just send them my way. You know, I, know, you you know. know I need that in order to survive. You should just, in the parentheses next time, just write stroke my ego a bit. <laughs> Anyway, we've got an exciting episode for you this week. Uh, first, we're going to start with our fan favorite segment, the FND 101, uh, where we'll go over kind of like what's happened to us in the past week. Then we're going to move on to casual upgrades, where we give you a small piece of advice to help you get better at magic. Then move on to any magic news that might have happened over the past week and follow it up with, of course, deck lists, because that's what we do. That is what we do. Yep. <clears throat> so, Nate... FND 101. What'd you do this week? I went to the Topsfield Fair this week. That was pretty fun. Nice. I went on a kind of rainy day. It wasn't like we just did Disney. It was not Disney downpour type rain. It was very light drizzled, light enough drizzle that the rides weren't running. Okay. And it was quiet at the fair, like audibly quiet. I had never walked around a fairgrounds and not heard just everyone and that that was the oddest part for me but you know you got to other places and people were there and you know you got inside and there was more people and all the inside things and we had fun you know yeah turkey uh, legs were 18 dollars there are you kidding me I, 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 no i heard no, the prices 18. there were ridiculous this year 18, I'm like, I can literally get two of the ones at Disney for the price of one here. Yep. That's un- uh, that's unreal, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's no w- reason for it to be that high, but nope. everything was super expensive. Yeah. I didn't go this year, but man, everyone was telling me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, fried dough was like $12. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely and- insane. At least the day I was there, not everything was open because it was rainy and people don't want to show up in the rain, and so it wasn't at, it wasn't the big huge fair experience I normally enjoy. It was you know shuttling from this place to this place. Got to pet a bunny. I heard that uh, the, the poultry baby, section baby wasn't chick. 
completely gone due to some sort of avian flu, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that we had a bird flu happening right now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not a member of the FFA. I don't know this stuff either. <laughs> not a future farmer of America. Though I knew many when I was in high school. I did not. What are you drinking there? This is a Soda Shop Black Cherry Pepsi. Interesting. Okay. It is top three favorite sodas of mine. I have never seen that. It is now back in stores, and the second I saw it, I literally bought three cases of it because I love this soda. Nice. Nice. I couldn't tell if it was like a Pabst or what it was. It's got a weird can. Yeah. Yeah, it does have a weird, like, old soda shop can, because that's the it's the soda shop black cherry. I love it. Yeah, very nice, very nice. How was uh, your week, sir? It was good. I had a good week. Um, I went to an Infinity pre-release. Did you get oh, to go play? I didn't, know. <clears throat> so, it was a great time. Everyone had, mm-hmm. I think there were nine people at our pre-release. Nice. A lot of fun, and um, the problem we had was, it took so long to draft it because we just did one big pod and we all had to read every single card and then try to figure out what does this even mean? Mm -hmm. Like there were a lot of cards that like we, I had a kid that was across from me. He's like, I don't, I don't know what this card does. And so we had to like (laughs) break it down piece by piece. No, like (coughs) what was the card? Um, Okay, so I don't remember the exact name of the card, but um, you ask your opponent to name either white card, planeswalker card, um, sorcery, or instant. Okay. And then they reveal the top card of their library, or mill the top card of their library. And guess if if it's one of those you get... Nope. Is it an attraction? Nope, this is a regular card. Interesting. And then... They have to name another card that is one of those types that you chose beforehand that starts mm-hmm. with the same letter as that. So say you flipped a greater good and said Planeswalker, you would have to name a Planeswalker that starts with a G. Okay. And then if they do, then this happens. If they don't, then this happens. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think I remember reading that card. Oh. Yeah, that's... And he's like, I don't mm-hmm. know what any of this stuff means. And mm-hmm. so we're, we just had to break it all down. <clears throat> By the time we finished drafting and making our decks, it was 8 o'clock. We had spent two hours doing this. Wow. So we only played two rounds. Everyone was like, I just kind of want to go home. <laughs> so and that, that stinks. It that's does. not what you want out of it. Uh, round one, I had a buy, which was even worse. So I sat there and watched everyone else play, and they were mm-hmm. doing all these fun things, like uh, throwing their card from mm-hmm. three feet away, and whatever it landed on got destroyed. Mm-hmm. And it was ridiculous because he was a terrible shot. <laughs> so <laughs> it would just land on random things, or like off the table, and it was it looked like fun. Uh, blew up his opponent's table stuff. <laughs> and uh, round two, I played against uh, Matt Proctor. And okay. I uh, beat him pretty handily. Because I didn't, like, make a fun deck. I just kind of made a magic deck. Yeah. Creatures, removal, and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, draw cards. Those are the kind of cards that I picked. Mm-hmm. And I, I beat him pretty handily. And ended up winning... 2-0, technically, because of the buy. Yeah, because of the buy, yeah. I got first place. Uh, Matt Proctor got last place. <laughs> so, I somehow got first place in an event where I had a buy and I beat the last place person. <laughs> you, I know, I can answer that easily. Unfinity. Yep, Unfinity, for sure. <laughs> my, one of my favorite cards, though, that I got to uh, play with was Doodle, the characterist. Okay. And here, here's the card if you... Ooh, look at that. Uh, you, you probably can't read that. But anyway. Doodle? Doodle. D-O-O hyphen D-L. It okay. says, When Doodle enters the battlefield, create a 4-4 colorless sketch creature token. When you have, Then you have 15 seconds to draw the token. If it has flying, if it has wings. The same is true for yep. First Strike and a Sword, Vigilance and a Shield, Menace, 
uh, with mean eyes, trample with horns, death touch with claws, life link with fangs, and haste with footwear. Yep. <laughs> so I tried. I tried so hard. Like 15 seconds, I'm like, okay, get out your phone, stopwatch, go. And I started making things. Um, instead, I made sad eyes. Everyone agreed that they were sad. I, I faced them the wrong direction. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to make mean eyes, apparently. Okay. Um, it definitely had, uh, let's see, it, it had horns. Okay. So it had trample. It had footwear. I gave it shoes. I gave it a sword. I gave it wings. And it was very strong. Uh-huh. Yep. So that was fun. It was fun, like, doing a separate thing. And mm-hmm. I did make my phone an 8-6 hot dog. And attacked with that for the win in one one of the other games. I made my phone an eight six hot dog and attacked. That is a hundred percent what happened. <clears throat> that sounds very un to me. Yep, yep. The card animate object. You can animate any object near you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, a phone is the right shape, so that way I can tell mm-hmm. if it's tapped or not. Yep. <clears throat> and so I put stickers on it. I had an eight six sticker. I had a hot dog sticker. I gave it a hat too. just in case i had any hat shenanigans yeah that was fun my uh my what do you call it there co-worker doug ended up buying a box of urs of um unfinity and goes i found such a great combo in unfinity it's urza's fun house Mm mm-hmm Land, Urza's, taps for a colorless, taps and adds an infinite amount of colorless mana. Activate only once, and only if you control an Urza's mine, an Urza's power plant, and an Urza's tower. Tap 7, tap, ask to Urza, ask Urza.com and click Urza's funhouse. Mm-hmm. And he goes, <clears throat> it, also, it also has nearby planet, land, rangeling. This card is every land type, including plains, island, swamp, mountain, Forest, Desert, Gate, Layer, Locust, and all those Urza ones. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so literally just the two of those, I get an infinite amount of mana. And I'm like, you're 100% right there. That is a two-card combo with an infinite amount of colorless mana. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. <clears throat> and he, he, he was absolutely thrilled by that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I wish... It was like a big pre-release where we could have played more rounds, but yeah, it was fine for what it was. The uh, local game store, to me, ended up doing a whole bunch of carnival games in their store that were carnival games from Infinity. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Saw pictures of that online. Like, ah, I wish I went to it. It looked like fun. I also had an ACST match, my bowling stuff. Okay. And the guy I bowled against is the second highest average. I've told you I'm, I'm the best bowler in the league. So, mm-hmm. um, And he crushed it. He did so good. Yeah? He, he beat me one game, uh, 139 to like 111. Mm-hmm. I beat him the other four games. Took totals. He's going to be like, are so. you actually pushing these uh, other bowlers to bowl better? Nope. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> but he... Like, he still has the second highest average in the league, but he is, like, near the bottom of the playoff bracket because mm-hmm. he's just had some bad matchups. Everyone he's mm-hmm. bowled against has been amazing. Mm-hmm. So, he's pretty upset about that. We talked about it Not afterward, sure. and he's like, ah. It's like, you're bowling great. And I happened to hit you, and it was like a buzzsaw. I played against Brian Patton, and he beat me by one pin. Three different games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so we're supposed to bowl together next weekend um, because he doesn't want to drive into Boston. So he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I can just hitch a ride with you. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. No problem. But I don't know if he's going to or not. He's got stuff with his kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, one of my other Facebook friends posted up a bowling video and you were in it. Really? Who's that? Sean, ta- Sean tagged you in it. And when is that a Tony Levesque I see? And that's what's like, wait, is Tony in this video? Oh yeah, look at that. Tony is. I did not get that notification. Maybe you're not friends with that person and that's why. Probably. Yeah, but I, I saw the Facebook post. 
The person's name is Brian Rutherford. I don't know who that is. His his grandkid, I think, bowls, and you shook the kid's hand because he did like the best. It was his first time bowling over 108 or something like that. Oh, okay. That's probably Dominic Ruggiero. Sure. I have no idea. Maybe. I don't know. I, I met the guy once at a poker game through Sean, and we're now Facebook friends forever. Okay. You know how that stuff works. Yep, yep. Of course, of course. Meet someone once and you're Facebook <laughs> friends forever. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I wonder if that's the one that uh, bowls with Max. I mean, who knows? I, I, I talk to all the kids, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Oh, you know, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was there like a line of coaches in the video? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. So that could have been any any of the kids. That's what we do whenever, like we bring up the kids at the beginning of each week and congratulate mm-hmm. them on any achievements that they did. And they come up and they high five us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and you were standing in, in the crowd, in the line of people. Yeah. Yep. Those are all the coaches we have. There's a lot of coaches for these kids. Yeah. Yeah, there was a that was like eight or nine people in in that you know yep. line there. Yep, I mean we we have over a hundred kids, so wow. Um, all these coaches, and sometimes it's still not even enough because some of us can't make it one week, or they can't make you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but life gets in the way. Yep, exactly, and we're all just volunteers. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're getting paid to do that. Casual upgrades, upgrades, do. I want that music, like. Sure, Tony. Hire sure. somebody to make us some music. I I wish. <clears throat> okay. So this week, I want to talk about making your decks better. My decks? Well, no, not What's you. What's wrong with my decks? <laughs> Are you mythic yet? Okay. I am <laughs> six wins away from mythic. Nice. I'm about nine. If you have a favorite deck and want to make some upgrades but aren't really sure where to start, this is for you right here. So first, ask your friends. If you play with like the same group often, asking them what they think might help your deck is going to be really good because they see your deck from a different point of view than you get to. Agreed? Yeah, 100%. Next, post your deck online and ask strangers for help. Sometimes they'll think of something that you just don't even think of. Like, it's not in your view mm-hmm. you um, and your playgroup have been playing magic for the past five years this person goes hey this card from 10 years ago is going to help you out and you're like i didn't even know that card existed mm-hmm. that happens all the time mm-hmm. and next um when the, when you're playing the deck by your like yourself and you're you're looking at your hand look to see what you're not playing or like the cards don't seem like they have a good enough purpose and then you can take those cards out not during the game but afterward and think about what card you wish you drew instead. Like, you know, you're looking at your opponent's 10-10 flying trample creature. You wish you drew a kill spell, but all you have are, you know, enchantments that give your creature plus two, plus one. That does nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could just swap it out with something later. And on the other end of this, if someone is asking for help, sometimes just go saying to someone, hey, put this card in your deck doesn't help them you've got to be more specific be like oh you're running you're running you know giant growth well is it three mana that you're looking for is that that plus three you're looking for or is it the one you know green mana because i get a mutagenic growth here that costs a green phyrexian mana so you can pay life for it instead it's only two instead so you give them a reason to use the other card as well don't just throw cards at them. I've just I've had a deck before. Uh, commander decks are big, huge hundred card decks, mm-hmm. and someone will look at you and go, "Oh, you're running this. You should run this card." Great, you're right. I what am I taking out to run that? Yeah, because I like the other ninety nine cards in my deck. And you mm-hmm. telling me to add that doesn't add any value without t- saying what you feel I should remove. What is this an upgrade for? Yep, that makes sense. Well, that's why when I said with the last the last uh, one, mm-hmm. think look at what cards you're not playing, or they just don't yep. seem good enough, and those are the mm-hmm. ones to take out. Yeah, but yeah, and I've always found the reason why the internet, the reason why net decks are always so good, are 
I can see you now moving again, Tony. And that was just weird because now you're back up into focus. <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know. I was listening. <laughs> so happy I record this podcast with you. You don't even listen to me when I talk. I'm just waiting for my turn to talk. I know. <laughs> that obviously has to stay in. Like that exchange magic news you gotta sing it 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 doesn't count if you just magic news nice much better much better we had a banned and restricted announcement we did we definitely did standard got a big big band big band big band uh meat hook massacre yeah going into effect tomorrow i think Honestly, um, surprised it wasn't Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Me too. But it, they said it's mostly because Mo- Black X is very I, Oh, I understand. Right oh, I understand. I'm surprised it doesn't it matter. Shieldred. They, they'll never do... The... I, I, the, except, unless it's named Oko, I understand. Yeah. Even with Oko, they tried to ban other things first. Mm-hmm. They went all around the problem with Oko, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't want to ban face mythic cards from the newest set. Mm-hmm. They, they're just never going to do that. No, I know. I know. <clears throat> this is why my poor Felidar Guardian got banned instead of Sahili Rai. Correct. Felidar Guardian still was a very fun wrong. card. Did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. He died for Felid- for Sahili's sins. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate Sahili Rai. Hashtag drama from 10 years ago no one cares about anymore. I still care. It still hurts. <laughs> I know. So yeah, Meetook Massacre got the ban. It is a very strong card. It was in a lot of different decks. And it was nerfed in Alchemy? It was, yep. You don't gain the life when your opponent's creatures die. So, so the fact that it's banned is, you know, at least on the radar. <laughs> Anything they adjust for Alchemy is on the radar for banning. Is ba- yeah. Yep, for sure. If they feel like the card is strong enough that they have to nerf, I'm sorry, not nerf, but non-power buff the card. Rebalance. There we go. Yeah. Rebalance the card. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- those are the ones that you got to watch out for, because they're clearly <laughs> too strong. Um, also, there's a bunch of unrebalances for Historic, which should make you happy. Yes, I saw that. I don't know how that makes me feel. I really don't. Because it's this should make you the, happy. This is one of the issues that you had with historic. One of the issues I have with historic is the cards don't work like they're supposed to, and it's tough for me to remember what cards do. So changing and changing back and going now it's this and now it's this still doesn't help me remember what the cards do, because now they're still different than they were last month, in a in this format. But in this other format, they're the same as they've always been. That's it's why it's why I can't do historic anymore. I just read the card. It usually tells me what the card does. Yeah, but if I had to read every card I played, my draft would take two hours. Well, there's no drafts <laughs> in but, historic. But that's but that's my point. If I have to read every yeah. card every single time, my games aren't going to be fun. I play my Explorer Angels deck, and I know what every single card in there does, and they're not going to change what the card does on me. Mm-hmm. They're not going to change what my opponent's card does on me. So the fact that they made that they switched them back, great. They're doing what they should have always done. Maybe just don't have it affect historic. If you're just going to do that later, well, that definitely is what should happen. It just shouldn't affect historic. If it didn't affect Historic, I would love Historic. But yeah. the alchemy well, rebalances... Well, maybe this is just historic. the way they're trying to implement it after they realize their mistake. That That's the way I see it. But there's still a whole bunch of adjusted cards in Historic. Like I said, right? it's, it's the start. And I, I don't know if there is any... Uh, there's only one that I know of. And that's Allrun's Epiphany. Still doesn't do what it used to. <clears throat> what about... All of the Forgotten Realms is rotated out, right? Yes. Dungeon Descent. Yep. How yeah, does yeah. that work? 
the, all of the cards like Dungeon Descent that weren't the big face cards that they changed, yeah. but with those tiny little changes. The buffs. Wizard's Class, for instance. Yeah. I don't know what Wizard... What does Wizard's Class, the actual physical card, cost? Because I think the only time I've ever ca- cast it, it cost one. Mm-hmm. It was the deck you were like, here, try this out. I tried that. And I'm like, all right. Alchemy Wizard Class is not remotely the card. It is printed in paper. <clears throat> yeah, because it's better. Yeah. It's much better. Yeah, all, yes, it's all the much buffs, better. The buffs are probably going to stay around, but not the... But But that... Is that still <clears throat> good? Because now I don't know what Wizard Class does. Now I'm going to be like, oh, Wizard Class? I literally thought to myself, this card is amazing. I need this for my Teferi Commander. <laughs> oh, wait. Nope, the paper version is not this good. Yeah, I think it costs like three in paper. And I'm like, that, oh, what? And stuff like that annoys me. Yeah. And that, that annoys me. See, I don't play enough paper to have it annoy me. I, I play once a week at this point, but... Yeah. Yeah, I play probably twice a week, but... You play more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then... Um, they also banned Yarion in Modern? Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like the reasons they gave were dumb. Yeah. Agreed. It's too big of a deck. 80 cards is too big of a deck. I'm going to go grab my commander deck and shuffle that for about three minutes. 80 cards is too big of a deck for the people to play, so they don't want people to be playing 80 card decks. Sure. Yeah. Sure? I don't know. I don't play modern either, so... Yeah. I, it's I, been years since I've played I modern. thought it was more just the triggers kind of took too long, and you had to stack them up, and you had to do things. It was just getting overly complicated. It was kind of like the eggs problem mm-hmm. from years ago, where it just took too much time. They could abandon it in uh, Explorer at all? Because... I'm losing to those decks sometimes. Those Yaren decks and Explorer can kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... For that exact reason. Oh, look, here's a Trial of Ambition. Oh, yep, I've had to sacrifice my creature. Oh, and look, again. here's a uh, Skyclave Apparition. Oh, and now Yarion comes, and now my field is gone. Yep. Yeah, as far as I know, they're not planning on any bannings there, but you never know. Yeah, I hope so. Let's talk about these Warhammer 40k decks, too. Okay. What did, about you, them? did you get any of them? Did not. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Warhammer. Yep. So it was not something that I looked at when they announced who the commanders were, and you saw the commanders and those command those face commanders are the weakest face commanders in those decks. The weakest cards in those decks are those face commanders. The rest of those cards are absolutely disgustingly gross. But the commanders were all just mad. I looked at them and went, "All right, maybe it'll be a miss." I was wrong. <laughs> yep. Way wrong, and by the, that time, I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't pay that price. Every place that I know of is basically sold out completely, mm-hmm. and it was sold out like the Toy Soldier. We pre-sold out mm-hmm. before we put them before it was the date we had sold out. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Um, in fact, we oversold by one whole package. Oh, because part of our ordering system, we. It, it, if they ask for two things, sometimes it'll say completed if we give them half of it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he had ordered that also, prepaid for it also. Oh, oh. <laughs> so Mick had to go out of his way to a different store where, mm-hmm. you know, he's friendly with the owner and say, mm-hmm. hey, can I get that? And they were like, hey, why don't you trade me some of your Warhammer stuff for it? <laughs> he's like, yeah, fine, I'll do that. <laughs> So. You gotta do that. It's good that he was like, oh, I've got to fill this order in some way. i got to do what I can to fill this order. I don't want to look at my customer and go, sorry, you're SOL. Yep, and I feel like that's what he would have had to have done. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad he did it the right way and went out of his Me way. He had to drive from, Aim- from Ipswich to Amesbury to Dover, back to Amesbury, back to Dover. <laughs> so Dover? Yep. Um, who in Dover? Um, it's called the Game Chamber. Oh, all right, I don't know it. It's a it's a new store. Um, a guy who okay. used to work at the Toy Soldier opened it up. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if you know Corey Chambers at all. No. Yeah. Hence Game Chambers. That's it. Um, 
I went to school in Dover. I've definitely played... I've definitely gamed in Dover before. Yeah. So I just wondered if it was a place I'd heard of. I can't yeah. think of any of them off the top of my head. That's why I asked. Yeah, he opened the store like a years. year ago or so now. And it's been years, so... But I think that's all we have for Magic News this week. I did play against one of those Warhammer Commander decks the other night. Oh, nice, nice. How'd my, that go? Uh, my friend cast Blood for the Blood God, and I Sensei's Divining topped to see if my counterbalance could counter it. And when that couldn't counter it, I ended up just drawing the disallow that was there and disallowing him from doing that. <laughs> nice. And then on my turn, I fabricated a chain veil and uh, had unlimited planeswalker abilities and had Jace the Mind Sculptor in play and <laughs> exiled my opponent's decks and made them shuffle their hands into their deck and then did it again and passed. Nice. That's the way to yeah. do it. Yeah. That, that's fun for me. I opened my. I got my first Jace this week. Yeah, yeah. I was very happy. Jace the Mind Sculptor, obviously. Nice. Yep. yep. I traded. Somebody wanted um, to trade me their Meat Hook Masker foil. Like you know, it's a gorgeous mm-hmm. card. And I was like, yeah, sure. So he was going through my binder, picking out what he wanted to equal up the value. And before he finished that deal, someone came up and was like, "Ooh, Meat Hook Massacre. I really need that." It's like, uh, you want to look through my stuff? So I finished my trade. To get rid of the Meat Hook Massacre before I actually took it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a Jace out of it. I got a bunch of other fun things. So, My Jace the Mind Sculptor is <clears throat> from the 20th anniversary of Magic Box. Nice. Remember those... What, what were those things called? From the Vault. Yep. From the Vault 20. So that is the weird foiling on it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. From the Vault had such weird foiling. But I liked it. I liked that foiling. At least it didn't curl. Yeah, that is true. Yep. A little, little hard curl. to read, but you know. Yeah, curl. a little hard to read. It was a little dark, but did not curl. That's true. Certainly didn't Pringle. <laughs> we get some deck lists, though. How about that? You want to talk deck lists? Do we have deck lists? All right. So, I'll be honest with you, Tony. Um, In the last uh, seven days, I have played two decks in Arena. One is the Explorer Angels deck on the ladder. Currently, I am 97 in 67 with the deck. That's above a 500. 59% win rate. And I'm like a few games away. I'm All right, I guess I'm Diamond 2 with one pip. Diamond 2 with one pip. Just keep falling down out of Diamond 1. And jumping back up to Diamond 1 <laughs> for like the past two days. You know what I mean? You know that struggle. You've been there. Yep, for sure. Um, Cannot beat a control deck with this. That's very hard. Blue-white, I'm 9% win rate against blue-white. And 43% win rate against uh, mono-blue. But other than that, pretty doing pretty good against most, of, most everything else. But yeah, one... Win and ten losses against blue-white control. Just, it, I can't. And still hate Mausoleum Wanderer with this deck. Yep, of course. It, it, just, it just shuts my cocoa right down. But uh, but that's, that's stuff we talk about all the time. The only other deck I've played is my Jota Brawl deck, and I talk about that all the time, too. That, I'm sure, gets boring. So, I did find a couple decks that we could talk about that, you know, look interesting. Excellent. Maybe if I hit Mythic... I'll play one of these decks. This is another deck that keeps beating me on the ladder in Historic. Let's see. What's, what does it say? It says, all right. It's a 65% win rate against Mono Green. This is Mono Green. But there's different versions of Mono Green. This is Elves. It definitely is. Elves? Okay. This, this is Elves. Is this so, uh, Historic, you said? Um, no, this is... um. This is Explorer. Okay. You said it was Historic, so I just wanted to make sure. Did I say? Yeah. No, no, I meant to say Explorer. Because that's all I've been playing. I don't like it. I don't like Historic, so. Which was surprising why you said it was in Historic. Yeah, no, no. Explorer is what I meant. I apologize. So it runs four Elfish Mystic, four Llanowar Elves, four Elfish Warmaster, four Elfish Clan Caller, four Leaf Crown Visionary, 
card is so good. It really is. All of Whenever those... you cast an elf spell, you may pay a green if you do draw a card. Isn't that what you want to be doing, is casting elves and drawing cards? Yep. All of those cards from Dominaria are really, really strong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Except the soldier all of the two one. Drop, all of the two-drop lords. Except the soldiers. Yeah. That one kind of got the shaft, but... But it's white. Who cares about white? <laughs> um, two Gala Greeters. <clears throat> one Fierce Empath. That Fierce Empath is pulling out a Endraise Forerunner. Uh, yep, yep, because Craterhoof isn't an explorer. Correct. Uh, two glowing rites of Itlamic? Nope. Nope. What it, is it? Itlamok. Itlamok, thank you. Uh, two Marwyn the Nurturer. Four Realm Walker. Saw someone go, had no idea how they were doing it. They got no cards in hand and they keep casting elves. <laughs> There's no cards. Oh, Realm Walker. Okay. Sure. That's gross. Oh, is there not an elf on top of your deck? They paid a green and drew that card. Yep. Just puked the entire top of their deck onto the field. I'm like, this is gross. Uh, Four Circle of Dreams druid. And then four Collected Company. And land. Yep. A Besaju. Three Castle Garenbrig. Two Lair of the Hydra. Fourteen Forests. It's good to see you can play Elves in Explorer too. Because I I played it a lot in uh, Historic. So... But the End Race Forerunners is your top end over the Crater Hoof. Yeah, Crater Hoof's obviously a better card. Not in this format. Yep, that makes sense. But this, yeah, this is one of those decks that's absolutely annihilating me every time I play it. Because it just gets so, it just gets so big. If you, if I don't find an answer for the Marwyn or the Circle of Dreams Druid or the Leaf Crown Visionary, they end up taking off with the game. And those are a bunch of cards I need answers to. And if they don't have that, they're probably not going to start their game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I don't think Untapped recorded my games this week. Either that or I have not played a ranked game this week. <laughs> I probably Which, believe you haven't played a ranked game this week. Uh, I don't know. Like I played, I played Magic this week. Mm-hmm. But it, this all my things say last played seven days ago. Last played seven days ago. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So unless you played it only mobily, I have played mobily. That is true. Let me see if it shows my played games instead of just ranked, because then I'll definitely know. Because mm-hmm. I have definitely played some unranked. Come on, last played fifteen hours ago. Yeah. So I just haven't played ranked all week apparently. Interesting. Which is. Absolutely crazy. Um, But I have obviously been keeping track of the meta and found some fun decks. Mm -hmm. Um, A guy that I don't follow. We're in the same magic group. Uh, He's the number one ranked player right now. Okay. And he shared his deck. So I want to talk about Eric DeWeert's deck. Okay. Uh, It's Alchemy. Uh, Four Diviner of Fates. Two Shattered Sanctum. The lands are in weird places, so I'm just going to read them all. Four Darkar Waste. Four Rafine's Tower. Three Rafine Scheming Seer. Four Guardian of Nubanalia. Four Clement the Novice Acolyte. I don't really know what that card is. I, I'm assuming it's one of the um, the Belder's Gate ones. Or New Alchemy card? Uh, HBG, so I'm assuming it's the okay. Belder's Gate. Two Vaconia Night Singer's Disciple. Two Sarah Paragon. One Bind to Secrecy, three Caves of Koilos, one Kaido Shizuki, one Liliana of the Veil, two Dorothy, Vengeful Victim. This card I've been seeing in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Tasha, mm-hmm. Unholy Archmage, two Deserted Beach, two Shipwreck Marsh, three Swamp, two Plains, two Shieldred, one Wandering Emperor, one Urtai Resurrected, three Voidrend, one Infernal Grasp, three Forsaken Crossroads, one Denic Pious Apprentice, and one Oracle of the Alpha. The sideboard is one Ethereal Escort, one Cut Down, three Duress, one Fragment Reality, one Cathar Commando, one Ethereal Escort. I already said Ethereal Escort. Why am I saying it twice? Uh, one Infernal <laughs> Grasp, one Farewell, one Wandering Emperor, one Bind to Secrecy, and three Temporary Lockdown. So it's basically just Esper Control by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. And he's number one. He had posted how he was number four, and then in the comment he won, so he Post number three, mm-hmm. then number two, then number one. 
Nice. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta check this deck list out and try it. Hmm. Not my style deck whatsoever. No, I know it's not. It's kind of mine, but kind of yours, kind exactly. Of, you Only know. kind of. So I don't think I'm gonna be as good. I probably mm-hmm. will be as good as number one, but mm-hmm. um, this guy is always a really, really strong player. So, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed by this deck. I'm going to try it, see if I enjoy it. If I if mm-hmm. I do, I'll keep playing it. Mm-hmm. But if not, then, yeah, it's just not for me. But, I mean, he's number one, so it's got to be a good mm-hmm. deck. I'll put this, I hear you. I'll put this in the, uh, the uh, decklist channel on our Discord. Nate, Discord? How, how you do you mean be- our exclusive Patreon-only Discord? That is correct. Is that what you were going to ask me? Is how do you get um, to how be do you a gain member of our Discord? To, yes. <laughs> how do you gain access? access? All you have to do is be a member of our Patreon. Go to uh, patreon.com slash filthy netdeckers. I like it. And that's us. Donate as little as, you know, dollar five dollars. Dollar an episode? Yeah. I think we're worth a dollar an episode, Tony. I definitely think we you are. You know? I think we put in one dollar's worth of work every week. Oh my at god. At least. <laughs> the amount of... At least. The amount of work we put into this every week. One dollar at least, Tony. I mean, I know we get to hang out with each other, which is invaluable, obviously. It's true. I mean, for you. And... <laughs> <laughs> wow! Andy's modest! Uh, no, we have a great time doing this, so... We do. Um, I, I would do it for free. Obviously, we are basically doing we it We do free. it for free, yeah. <laughs> but every little bit helps, and we love yes. our Patreon community, and we had an entire conversation this week with... Uh, who was it? It was Grimstein and Obi Jim Kenobi talking about the bands, and I just love that we've got a little community going and people talking, and it's great. I love it. Shout out to all of our patrons. Of course, neither of us answered Jim Kenobi's thing, but... <laughs> he was talking alchemy. I don't like alchemy. Sorry, Obi-Jim. Yeah. Yeah, I just haven't been playing Magic, obviously. <laughs> Ranked, <laughs> so I didn't think I was uh, the person to talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, you got another deck list for us? We still I have do. plenty of time, so... We do have time. Um, The next deck I found is... Uh, it just looks like a fun deck to me. It's... Big Red. Ooh, I like Big Red. So... Do you ever stick that thing right on your forehead? Get the big burn mark? I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? So, you know the Big Red gum? No, the chewing gum? Yeah, the chewing gum. Yeah. Okay. The Big Red freshness lasts right through you? Yeah. Yeah. Your fresh breath goes on and on? While you chew it? We're Same. old, dude. We are old. So, okay. you you got to try this, okay? Get, no, I don't. Get a pack of Big Red Gum. Okay. Take a piece out, lick the wrapper, and stick it on your forehead. And then leave it there for like 10 seconds. It's hilarious. Because it kind of like burns a little bit. It's fun. You never did that. Sure, as a kid. not one. I never oh. chewed gum as a kid. My okay. mom was very against gum. Very, there's no reason to chew gum. I mean, this is going to cost you almost nothing to buy a pack of Big Red Gum and try this. You, you have to do it. It will cost me my dignity. No, it won't. No, no, no. It trusts me. This is great. You got, you got to try it. It's, it's a, it's a rite of passage. You know. Okay, we will we will do it, and we will post it up to um, yes. your TikTok there. Okay, there we go. We'll post it up on your uh, Magic Pack Opener TikTok there. Which, by the way, is crushing it still. Awesome. I have currently almost 400 followers. Get 400 listeners on our podcast, Anthony! I, I had an entire TikTok that I put out there just talking about this podcast. Yeah. Yep. And then I had a bunch of comments on there. Ooh, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. And then nothing. <laughs> I think people like me in 60 second increments only. Probably. I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's been a whole hour. I've had 60 of these 60 second things. Too much. Obi Jim's, uh, 
hanging out right now. Say hi, Obi Jim. <laughs> what time are we doing the podcast? I don't know. We're in the we're in the live show right now. Like live right now, Obi Jim. Uh, uh, so yes, big red. Yeah. The deck, not the gum. So this runs uh, three light up the night. Four cleansing wildfire. Light up fire. the night. Is that the X spell? Yep. yep. Okay. X spell. Yep. Uh, four cleansing wildfire. This is a ramp spell in this deck. You're hitting your own lands with land. this card, and and exactly, and ramping out with it. Um, four of Fable of the Mirror Breaker, because this is a red deck. Of course. And you run Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Uh, four Bone Crusher Giant, one Sweltering Suns, two Volokit Awakening, four Fires of Invention. Okay, okay. Interesting. Four Karn the Great Creator, and has a Karn board for it. Nice. Uh, three Chandra Torch of Defiance, which I love that card. Such a good card. Uh, Three Golos Tireless Pilgrim and four Cavalier of Flame. Hmm. For lands, lands are very important in this deck. It runs one Blast Zone, four Cascading Cataracts, which is an indestructible land, three Darksteel Citadel, which is an indestructible land, and then Mountains, a couple of Field of Ruins, and Den of the Bugbear. The uh, the Karn board has a Tormorant's Crypt. It's got a Shadow Spear, a Pithing Needle, a Lantern of the Lost. When it enters the battlefield, exile a card from a graveyard. Exile all cards from all graveyards. Okay, yeah, all right, that makes sense. Lantern um, of the Lost? Lantern of the Lost. Not Lantern of Insight or Lantern of whatever? Lantern of the Lost. One generic mana. It was a, um, what is this, Crimson Vow card. Yeah, I didn't think that was the name of that card. Lantern of the Lost. Yep. When it, when it, Lantern of the Lost enters the battlefield, exile target card from a graveyard. Yeah. One tap, exile Lantern of the Lost, exile all cards from all graveyards. That draw a card. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, I know exactly what that card is. I just thought that it had a different name. Yep. Oh. Uh, Weathered Runestone, a Sky Sovereign Council flagship, a Sorcerer Spyglass, a God Pharaoh statue, a Meteor Golem. So it's got... Yeah, the usual. Yeah, yeah, it's got some good cards for the cardboard. This is an interesting deck. I like the Fires of Invention plus Cavalier of Flame combo. Yeah, that's been a classic since Fires of Invention was first out. Mm-hmm. That's a good combo of cards, you know. And there's plenty of stuff to do with your mana once you've got Fires out. It's not like you're wasting that mana every turn. Mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering why it had... Um... The sweltering, sweltering sweltering suns, yes, instead of the anger of the gods. But the cycling probably helps if you don't the need cycling. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in a deck where you you don't need your mana. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I like that. Doesn't sound yeah. like a bad deck, really. It doesn't sound like a bad deck at all. Um, I've had a lot of trouble with the cleansing wildfire, like shenanigans before, mm-hmm. where it just didn't work well for me. So I'm kind of hesitant about that. Yeah, I've had pretty good luck with it. I've played some Ponza-esque decks in Historic that using Cleansing Wildfire and the Indestructible Lands with, um, you know, the the Indestructible Dual Lands from the Modern Horizons set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being able to use those as the targets for Cleansing Wildfire has been pretty good. And Cleansing Wildfire... Cleansing Wildfire on a uh, Triome feels great as well. That is true. Yep. Especially if they're running a Triome and not any basics for whatever reason, it feels even better at that point. Yep, I agree there for sure. Yeah. I don't know, I just I, I haven't had good luck with it every time I've tried it. Yeah. I hear you. You gotta you gotta be lucky with it or just not or just have it sit in your hand for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, again, I haven't played much, but I found this deck, and it, it made me question everything at first. I'm going to read it bottom to top, that way it makes oh. more sense. Did you did you find this on Magic.gg? Magic.gg has this deck, for sure. Of course, alright. So, supposedly this deck went 6-0 and nope. in best of three. So Lies. <laughs> uh, this is Historic. 
Uh, it's got four. It's it's got one, co- four copies of one instant, and that's it. Uh, first day of class. First day of class okay. says whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on it. It gains haste until end of turn and learn, of course. Mm-hmm. It has four goblin trap finder. When it dies, search your library for search, or maybe just get one. It, it won't show me what the card is because it's an alchemy card. Mm-hmm. Of course, why would Magic's website? Allow me to see what the actual cards are. I, I don't know why they would do that. That would just <laughs> seem logical. They, uh, it's a small indie company. They're only selling, you know, fake cards for $1,000 for four packs. <laughs> uh, it's, got, it's, it's a goblin deck. So it's got the goblin trap finder. It's got one Pashalik Mons. Three mm-hmm. Slinging Lieutenant. Three Grumgully the Generous. Is a goblin. Whenever a non-human creature enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Four metallic mimic also puts a plus one plus one counter on things. Rundvelt horde master. This is the new goblin. Skirk prospector. Four goblin matron. So you would think it would have um, muxus, but no, it does not have muxus. The top end is four putrid goblins. Putrid goblin is one on a black for a two two with persist. So basically, you're going to recast this Putrid Goblin over and over and over again while it's getting plus one, plus one counters. And then using the Slinging Lieutenant to sacrifice it and have them lose a life. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again. And this went six wins? Supposedly. Yeah, I don't believe it. Don't believe it. I, I am... I, I want to try it. I want to see. I want to. See, I want to see if it good, works. Good luck. <laughs> uh, but you, you get about as much luck with that as you and I do at both making mythic with the same deck. That's happened before. It's happened before, but yep. not often. Usually, it's been angel life gain decks. <laughs> yep. Usually, um, we make mythic with the exact opposite deck. Yes. I mean, ah, this deck is so good. I went 12 and 3 with this deck. It's amazing. I played, I went, yeah, no, I went 3 and 12 with this deck, Tony. I don't know how you did that. (laughs) We have just such different play styles, and the way we see games is very different. We can both be very good players, Mm -hmm. but just so different in the way everything Mm -hmm. actually works out. I agree. It's weird that you think I'm a good player, though. It's weird. I do. I definitely think you're a good player. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I'm, I'm a better player, but it's... You know, you're still a fine Magic player. There's the... Uh, <laughs> There's the Tony. <laughs> My kids were saying the other day, they're like, so you're probably like the best Magic player in Massachusetts, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I am not. You're probably like the best Magic player in Massachusetts. Not even the best magic player in Amesbury. I think I'm the best magic player in Amesbury. Mm, disagree. Okay. Sounds good. I don't know who I think is a better magic player than you that lives in Amesbury that I know of. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, like, I know who I've played with, and I know who comes to pre-releases, mm-hmm. and I would assume they're all pretty much the main players. Mm-hmm. In town, and they're the main players who go to stores. And if people don't go to sto- well, I mean, I guess they could only go to GPs and stuff if they were that good. Or they're just casual magic players, but don't know how good they are. No, absolutely not. What do you What do you mean by that? No, absolutely not. I don't think a casual magic player who only plays with one group of friends is going to be a better magic player than me, or you, hmm. for that matter. Hmm. I was that for the longest time. But you were. I was. But I guarantee I, you're significantly better now than you were back then. Oh, absolutely. But I was the best player in my playgroup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. By, by far. And was only casual, was not competitive whatsoever. And it was literally my wife who was like, you know you could play competitive, right? And I was like, no, I couldn't. I'm not that good. Yeah, you are. You are that good. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I guess she was right. I can compete. I can, I'm not. I'm not GP level winning good, but I am right. good enough to at least go and 
can play that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I like. I really realized this when I had a deck that I thought was tremendous in my play group, destroyed everybody mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to the toy soldier and I was playing a couple games randomly with friends, and you know, like limited usually is what we played. But mm-hmm. I was playing with Travis, and I'm like, oh, I got some of my constructed decks. I'm like, it's not standard or whatever. It's just a mm-hmm. deck. Because I didn't know really what standard was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, do you want to play? He's like, ah, sure. So he threw random cards in a deck. Like, he went through his uh, binder, mm-hmm. literally just made a 60-card deck, played against me, and killed me. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I am not as good as I think I am. Mm-hmm. And so that made me really focus... And then playing more competitively, like, I am 20 times the player I was back then. Oh, absolutely. And, like, it it just, playing competitively makes you a better Magic player. Oh, absolutely. And so that's why I don't think a casual player who just sits around the table is going to be as good as me or you or anybody in our Magic circle of friends, really. I hear you. There, there are those players, though. That's all. There okay. are players out there who are that good, but they just don't know it because they haven't. They don't have those skills yet. You know what I mean? They have the potential just, to be better. They've got the potential yeah, uh, yes, to be that. I will one hundred percent agree with. They've got the potential to be so much better, but they just don't realize it, or maybe they do, but they just don't go. You know how many how many people in your area play similar games to Magic? That could be adapted right over to Magic Easy. You know, stuff like that. I don't know. What else is similar to Magic? Hearthstone? How many of the card games are online? Yeah, true. There's hundreds of them with small followings. I I just still think any casual player isn't going to compete with the more... You're just so cocky, Tony. I just don't think anyone can compete with me. (laughs) Not any... No, I'm agreeing. (laughs) Ingsbury is a small town. You know, mm-hmm. there's not that many people. And I, I can fully confidently say that I'm the best. There we go. My humble co-host. <laughs> I have never said I'm humble. I'm aware. Yep. That would be a lie. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. Uh, but I, like, I also think that confidence is part of what makes me better. Like, I, I will... Certainly part of your charm, Tony. Aww. <laughs> uh, anyway. You can find the Filthy Net Tickers podcast on all social media. Follow us everywhere. Come on, everybody. Come on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Magic Pack Opener on TikTok. You want to watch me open Magic Packs or go over my FNM decks? I've been doing that recently. Um, that's been taken off. People really enjoy me going over my FNM decks. You can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. You didn't talk about that in your intro, did I? I'm very disappointed in you. Well, it wasn't you didn't say you. You didn't say it, and you know you should have. If you want to follow us um, and donate some money to us, which we would really appreciate, patreon.com slash filthy net deckers. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Um, Jim for sitting here listening to us right now live and everybody on our patron and anybody listening to our voice and anyone who hasn't listened to our voice yet, but like a year from now, they're going through old episodes. Thanking you for finding. You know who I want to give a quick shout out to my buddy, Tom Millard. I was going to say your buddy, Tom Millard. (laughs) If you're still listening right now, Tom, I love you, man. He messaged me last week and was like 300, 200, $250 $250 packs, something else, like literally was like talking about our podcast, just messaged me. I'm like, oh, Tom's listening. I love Tom. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thanks, Tom. Feel free to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And Nate, that's it. We're done. We're done? Yep. We can just wait till next week now. All right. I'll, st- I'll be here till next week then. Hi, <laughs> right, anyone. See ya. Bye. Bye.